Hey, 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 welcome back to the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast, also known as the WHLC podcast. I'm your host, Darian. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Sorry, this is so loud. It's getting loud. I'm on my way to work, per usual, and we're going to finish our story about traveling to Colorado. So, why does it seem like my brights are on? Oh, fixed it. Okay, I'm not sure where we left off. We were talking about vagabonding and the difference between traveling styles and all that fun stuff. So let's just, oh, and we got to buying the van and all that. So we bought the van and we saved up a bunch of money after I paid off my student loans and started to gut the van, cleaned it out. We drove drove the van down to uh, Bloomington to get it registered because we're trying to hack the system because if I if we got it registered in Chicago then we'd have to pay for this super expensive Chicago parking sticker thing so we're like let's drive down to my dad's house plus he can give a quick look over and all that because that was my new car I sold that and then I got I mean I bought that and I sold my I had a uh, like a 2001 Alero and I, I was driving that thing around Chicago to get to and from work which was really funny and it didn't have any heat and also didn't have any air conditioning. The heat was more important, especially being in Chicago. It was really freaking cold. So I would, I remember going to Starbucks and getting like the, um, you know, a hot drink and a sandwich. And then the sandwich would be like steaming up the whole front cabin. But it was basically like a huge tin can that I was driving for about three to four months before we could start building because we one, needed to plan how to build it and do some research on building it. Two, we had some pretty big mechanical things to take care of, like the brakes. Um, We needed to take care of changing the oil, something else. Oh, there were two huge rust holes in the bottom of the van, so we, like the floor, so right by tires too. So we had to get those patched up professionally. We were gonna try to do it ourselves. We were like, you know what, it's freaking rust. Like if we fuck it up, then we might be falling through the through the bottom of this van (laughs) so we did that we gave my dad most of the tools and toolboxes that were in there for helping us um you know get it mechanically sound for driving across the country and uh we ended up quitting our jobs in april which was super sad and super fun because i really started to come to love my co-workers and my little work environment at the time it was very very nice place to work very sweet people the breakfast was bomb diggity <laughs> if I could get some breakfast every now and again good times good times but we were on a mission so we quit our jobs so that we could work full-time on the van and we were living with Tom's family members why do I say family members that sounds weird we were living with Tom's family his mom at his mom's house in her basement and uh, for a little while she could not believe that we were actually just gonna build out a freaking van and drive it and live in it in Colorado. Like, she's like, what the hell? <laughs> are you sure? Like, get a job, what are you doing? But that was the thing. We were, we were doing it our way and we wanted to do it in a way that was gonna manifest a, bug, a vagabond lifestyle for us. So we get it all ready and checked out, all packed up and ready to go. And then we were gonna drive to Bloomington and say our goodbyes in Bloomington. Um, in Illinois and then we were gonna drive start take off from there and we did said everything bye I love you oh my gosh whatever and then we drove away Brian made sure everything was fine my dad and uh, 
we were ready to go. So we were driving along and we get, you know, we're like feeling excited as crap because we've saved up and worked really hard just to get there and we're like, woo, we did it, we're on the road, we're driving, we're going to Colorado, we're gonna go there, oh my gosh, we were freaking out. We had been to Colorado before on the plane, but something about the road trip and the van and all of that was just more Colorado-y and it was just really exciting to take off and actually manifest a dream that we had together. So that was really cool and it took a lot of hard work. And the hard work did not stop because when we got to Colorado City, I mean, sorry, when we got to Kansas City, you know, we're about halfway there, maybe maybe a little less than halfway. And we planned, because there was a little bit of an oil leak that we, we were all aware about, we knew that there was an oil, oil leak. Brian knew, I knew, Tom knew, so it wasn't a surprise. And we knew that we were gonna have to check the oil every so often, like every couple of hours just for safety. And we even packed a huge, like, five-quart jug of oil with us in case we needed to top off. So we were prepared. We were prepared as we could be. We had tools in there. We had a whole toolbox underneath our bed with, like, flashlights for emergencies. We had a tire pump in there in case our tire went flat. We had an extra tire. We had a whole ratchet set just in case. Never know if you're going to have to change oil on the spot or take a tire off. Um... We had some stuff for if we got a hole in a tire. We were like seriously over-prepared with car stuff. And then when we, we took our first stop <clears throat> and checked the oil and the stick was dry. Like I pulled the stick out and there's no oil on it. Not a drop. I was like, uh, that's not okay. Something is wrong. So I called my dad right away and he works third shift and we had left in the morning so he wasn't even awake yet. So we were like, well, we'll just call Brian, see what he says, and then carry on. So we carried on. He called us back and was like, pull over right now. Like, wherever you are, just find a place to pull over and check the oil again. Checked the oil, and the stick was still dry. And I even topped off, like I added oil, you know, at the, um, at the first stop. I was like, well, it's dry, so maybe we should just add some in there and then check it in a minute. And then the stick was ready. It was looking good. Both dots covered, whatever to the fill line then our next stop Brian was like stop pull over again and check it and see what's going on so we did the stick was totally dry again and I put in like three quarts maybe two maybe two quarts of oil so that was a bad sign so Brian just told us to carry on and keep topping it off and we should be fine we're like okay so we keep driving we're going up these hills that Frank the Tank has never seen. He's never been up and down these rolling hills. He's just been in flat Chicago in the city doing start-stop driving. So it was kind of new for that van. And <clears throat> Tom was driving at this point. We were switching on and off every now and again. But Tom was driving at this point, and he was trying to get on to a highway ramp. And it, like, the van would not accelerate. And it was like he was kicking the gas and it was kind of like just sputtering and then not, not picking up speed. And then we noticed that the oil pressure gauge, which we didn't even know what that was at first, was like dropping rapidly down to zero. We're like, oh, that's probably an issue. So we pulled off at the nearest pull-off, which was um, a casino. Mind you, this is a Monday afternoon, mid-morning. So we pull off at Kansas City Casino and realize that all of the oil is gone. All of it. It's all burned up. 
And so <clears throat> that was bad. <laughs> that was really, really bad. Really bad. So we're stranded at this casino. We had to call AAA. Brian couldn't help us any from there because he's not there. So we called AAA. Thank goodness we had the insurance to do that. The AAA guy came and straight up looked like, oh my God. He was nice, but homeboy had an entire grill. Like his whole front teeth were like gold, silver. He had an extra diamond on one of the teeth, like grill central. Dreadlocks down to his kneecaps. Fucking, he just looked kind of rugged, you know? Just a little rugged, but he was nice. He was on the phone with his girlfriends in the car, like, like, why did you tell me this? I wasn't used to tell me this. He's like talking about women. He looks at Tom and he's like, you know what? Never have more than one woman. And I'm sitting right there. It was so weird. Anyway, this dude apparently was in prison in Alaska for like 40 years and then decided to move to Kansas with his family. So it was kind of, kind of an interesting character to meet. And then he's dragging um, Frank the Tank, you know. He looked at the car and was like, how old is this thing? You guys are going to drive this to Colorado? Are you crazy? What is wrong with you? Like he thought, he's like, it's an old engine. It's burning oil. It's going to, it's going to, y'all aren't going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And while he's towing our truck, his truck is like a manual and it's doing that thing when a manual stalls and it's like, like the engine shakes. And I was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this thing. Like what in the hell is going on? Are we going to be stranded with fucking Waka Flocka over here? Like I'm scared. (laughs) Anyway, we made it to the mechanic's place. who was a very nice mechanic, warm, sweet, Kansas, Kansas love. He had a huge, um, like, 80-acre property that he let us park on. And when we asked, I was like, do you mind if we sleep in our van? He's like, uh, that's kind of weird. It gets cold out there, but sure. He didn't understand what was going on at the time, but super nice. He basically filled us up with five quarts of oil, told us we got to drive back home. We were, like, sitting there overnight, like, are we done? Is the trip over? Like, is it that quick that the van's not going to work? We spent all this time building it out, and it's not even going to get us where we need to go? Because that would be really fucking sad. So we were having like a mild panic attack together in the car, (laughs) hoping we weren't stranded in Kansas forever or that we didn't have to leave the van there and then like try to fly back to Illinois somehow. Dude, crazy, insane mind game. But anyway, we ended up driving back to Illinois using like maybe 15 quarts of oil within, I don't know, eight hours, eight to 10 hours of driving. I want to say eight, maybe seven, seven, something like that. Point is, Shit was burning really fast. We had to top off every couple of hours because of how quickly it was burning off. Oh, talk about stress city. So we were back in Bloomington. We had to postpone our leave date. And we were staying with my dad in his house. Partly in the house, partly in the van. Straight vagabond style. I love my family. I love my parents. But listen, when you're taking an adventure that's supposed to be like a reclamation of your independence in your fucking mid early 20s that's not the time to be like going back to live with your dang parents is all I'm saying you know it was really frustrating because the other the other thing that was frustrating I love my dad I don't I don't see him listening to this podcast but if he ever did I just want him to know I'm not talking well I am talking some shit so he'll just have to get over it but you know he works third shift he's a hard-working guy he works like 11 to sometimes 14 hour shifts as a mechanic and then I was asking him to come home sleep wake up early before work and work on our car so it was like 
a lot to ask, but of course he wouldn't say that. He's like, oh, I got it. I can do it. I can do it. I got it. Just, you know, stubborn and sometimes a little overconfident on things. But so he, he was working on it. He took all the stuff out and from the front and that included like the fan, the engine fan, the, a whole bunch of crap. I can't even remember what all the stuff was called, but thank goodness we had a book. So we took all that out. We come to find that the engine almost exploded on us. Like oil was oil and like antifreeze mix were like filling up the top part of the engine covering the pistons and the pistons there's like little bolts on them if you don't know anything about cars you're probably like what the fuck is she talking about give it a google girl give it a google one thing that i learned from my dad is that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you need to be like oh my god how do i not like what do i do with cars like help you don't have to be that way (laughs) you really don't and it's actually better if you know your car in and out because it's a safety thing like you're driving that thing you should probably know how it functions what parts need to be routinely checked so that you don't end up in some snafu of a situation so thankful for pops in that arena he really helped helped a girl prepare in that in that sense because he's like look it's a responsibility you you want to learn about your body and know how to take care of that right yes I do well and you use that to get from point a to point b right yes I do well cars the same it's a responsibility you got to learn how to you know, maintain it and take care of it. So boy, did we learn some stuff because he, (laughs) he got the top of the engine and all that fixed. We ended up spending an extra like $2,000 that we weren't planning on spending. And it came straight out of our savings that we were planning to use while, when we got to Colorado to like kind of meander around and vagabond a little bit. So that was kind of a huge, like, well, shh, like should we change plans should we stay in Bloomington for a little while and like try to get our personal training businesses you know back up and running or what like what should we do here or should we just fuck it and trust it and go to Colorado I don't know we ended up coming to Colorado in case you didn't know I'm ruining the end but um we ended up staying at my dad's for almost two months in this weird limbo of like, is it done? Is it not done? Is it done? And you know, like my, I think my stepdad, I don't know if he was doing it on purpose cause he didn't want to see us go, but it seemed to take a lot longer than I thought. But given the circumstances, you know, he was working full time and probably tired as hell. Um, I really appreciate him helping us with that. But then after he finished the top of the engine, like still all of this stuff that he had to get out to access the engine is still out of the car. Like I think the, um, alternator was out a whole bunch of stuff was out the fan the water pump was out because he needed to get to the engine and the water pump was in the way all these tubes and stuff that we didn't know about so then one morning I'm like getting super frustrated because I'm like dude we're burning up all of our savings in Bloomington I did not want to I did not save money to come home and that and be not working like what are we doing here so I was really frustrated that frustration did though help me um, fuel and start my personal training business, which was really awesome. So it was kind of like a double-edged sword, but the problem was I didn't know how long we were going to be in Bloomington. And every week I'd be like, what do you think dad? Like, is it going to be, what do you think? He'd be like, I don't know. You know, give me a couple more days. Give me a couple more days. And that, that went on for two months. So it was just like, when are we fucking leaving? Like I was getting a little agitated. So I texted him one morning. I was like, look, I can't be blowing all this money here or we're not going to make it there. And then all your work is wasted and we're just going to stay in Bloomington. So like, I need to know what can we do something like, cause we're sitting at home just looking at the van, waiting on Brian to get home to see if he's going to work on it. And so 
I was like, I'm tired of just sitting and watching and waiting. Like, let me put my hands in there and fix, like, do something. I want to fix something. So he's like, well, the book's on the table. Read the book and put it back together. I was like, this motherfucker, are you serious? So I did. I put on my dirty clothes and I told Tom, put on some dirty clothes and bring your phone because we're going to need some YouTube for this. And we did it. We like each little piece we put back together. We found out we needed a new water pump. We needed a new power steering pump. Um, and we needed a new drive belt. So we were like, okay, there's some more of our cash just falling through the drains. Like, let's hope we make it, but let's, we'll work on it anyway. So we ended up putting it all back together all by ourselves. Aside from the engine, we changed the spark plugs. We did all of that craziness. And um, every time we did one piece, you know, mechanic work is kind of this like infinite loop. Like you start something and you find another thing. And you're like, oh, fuck, now that's broken. I got to fix that. Oh, fuck, here's another thing that's broken. And then you end up what was supposed to be like a $50 job turns into like 900 And it's not, it's not always fun. But then you feel so good when your car is like rolling smooth and you know, you're like, I know that piece is new. I know this thing is new. This is great. So it's great, but not what we expected. But we did feel super accomplished after putting the van back together. And we knew that we knew that van in and out now. Like we knew all the parts to it. I could point them out and tell you how to take them off and put it back on. It was really cool. And there's like a, a bit of a sequence to doing that because of the way the van is set up. But that's how the trip started. One of those twisted adventures that was not expected. I did not expect to get like a full on Chevy apprenticeship <laughs> like learning how to put stuff back together and get all dirty and but you know what I really enjoyed the routine of like going outside lifting the hood putting on my my R&B jams just like my pops and just getting after it and like problem solving and then having the problem solved was like super rewarding it was a f- super fun routine um, even though it was kind of unexpected so then we took off and we made it past our halfway point and like screamed bloody murder for excitement because we thought like, what if we have to go back one more time? Like, are we taking a risk? But no, we made it to Colorado, another, another cheer and, and scream of bloody murder. And we'll stop the podcast there because I'm at work again and we'll continue on the third podcast. It should be the final podcast of our Colorado adventure up to now. Again, thanks so much for listening. And I hope you're enjoying a little break from the healthy lifestyle talk, although this is still pertaining to healthy lifestyle a little bit because travel is really good for your brain and just for your soul, I think. My soul, at least. So until the next time we talk, please take very good care of yourself. Um, And from here, I'll just say good day.